And now, like, it's going to be a one-year-old birthday party. I think, uh, but your sister got a pinata. It's like, fam, like, why are you? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be swinging yeah, I, know, I'll be up the I know, it's going to be us. We're going to be lined up, like, let's go. <laughs> Barry Bonds. <laughs> no, you're going to be blindfolded, so you're not going to see, right? Is that uh, how pinata is, or you just uh, swing well, it? I'll be inside because I'm not I think it is a blindfold. Yeah, it's blindfold. Yeah. We didn't thought that far through, to be honest. I got a pinata stick in the car. What are you doing with a pinata stick? Oh my gosh. You need a pinata stick? I got one. <laughs> who has a pinata stick just uh, in the tub? You need who a pinata stick? I got one. Like, like, one day, somebody's going to need a pinata stick. Stay ready. Hashtag stay ready. Because you never know when you're going to pull up to a party with a pinata. People are wondering, man, we forgot the pinata stick. Welcome to First to 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, I want to start off with the biggest piece of news this week. Gronk retiring. I've drafted the hell out of the Gronk in my draft so far this year. I'm already in crisis mode. But let's talk about Tampa for a second. What does Gronk retiring mean for that receiving core? What does it mean for the tight end position? Ultimately, what does it mean for the Tampa Bay Bucks? I ain't going to lie, that one hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all drafted that much Gronk? I, I drafted a lot of Gronk. Uh, you know, the, the good thing is huh. players like Gronk where there's like a huge question mark, whether it's injury and those guys I'm like this year really trying to avoid as much as possible, or it's like a question mark as far as like where they're going to sign or with retirement, and you know – like you're trying to steal this player, you know. Mm-hmm. You're trying to really like be aggressive, get you know, him while, yeah. uh, like buying low almost. Yeah, you know, trying to get him on the come up. So, because yeah. you know, if he ends up signing his, you know, his ADP is likely shoot going up. to shoot up yeah. a good four or five rounds. So, ideally, you know, I was hoping to try and you know get him in the tenth and eleventh round and. Mm-hmm. At some point, I just got very excited and I started to creep up into the ninth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but. To be quite honest, when I look back, I think if you can be smart and you can, uh, you know, be tactical with it and, uh, you know, maintain your composure through drafts, ideally what happens is if you you keep that 11th round grade on him, it really doesn't hurt you all that much. I think right. it's when you start really going after him in drafts yeah. hmm. where it can really kill you, right. especially if you haven't built an entire full roster. Uh, starting lineup, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, starting lineup, uh, it can really hurt. So, almost that, like it's a person you don't want to just depend on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, when I look at it like that, one, I probably I would say I maybe had like twenty percent share, which is very significant. That's I not think. bad. Yeah, it's That's not, not bad. bad. It's not bad. But uh, probably about three quarters of those were like at a at a good cost. So, in the end, I don't feel like it hurt me. But kind of getting to your main point, I still think there's a very reasonable decent chance like that he plays this year he comes back mm-hmm. yeah I mean like even like game one I think a lot of this uh you know likely probably has to do with contract and money we haven't heard any specifics on what they offered him both sides seem to be that like Aaron, being, the Aaron Donald plan 
<laughs> Honestly, exactly. that's the Aaron Donald. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. another yeah, player might have done it too. Yeah. That so, might be the new way of getting money. You know? yeah. yeah. And I think I can't remember. I can't recall who it was, but someone had posted. Uh, I think he made like eight million last year. Uh, and you know who knows what they were offering them, but if they offered them something like that, seeing what these wide receivers are getting paid, even oh, and they gave him yeah, a one-year deal yeah. if you really think about it, right? Exactly, yeah. it was one year. Or was he so, on the contract still? No, 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 no it was one-year deal. One year. He's, he's, he's a, free a free agent, agent right he's now. He's a free agent, so I think likely, you know, you know, one, he doesn't want to just go play for anybody. Yeah. Ideally, you know, so him retiring is a way of basically saying like, uh, okay, I'm not just a free agent like looking to like sign up with any team. Mm-hmm. Because I really want to play with Brady, but I also don't want to take a discount. Like, mm-hmm. I've given enough of a discount right I now. I see that. Yeah. So, in the back of my mind, I think it's, you know, this was a good time for me to draft Gronk in, some, in certain ways because I can't drop him, you know. Mm-hmm. At least when it comes to FFPC, you can't drop him. Like, you know, our waiver, the waiver runs aren't going to be for about another couple of months. So, that gives us, you know, a good amount of time to try and listen to the tea leaves, see if anything changes. And, you know... I did a draft right before we came on air. Mm-hmm. Surprise. For <laughs> you. For you. For you. But, I mean, I, 20th round came around, and I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I almost drafted Gronk, oh, but I was okay. like, you know what? Let me not <laughs> Let me not do it. But, yeah, so he, he went undrafted, and as, as he likely should. Uh, but I don't mind anyone, you know, trying to take a stab at it, depending on how mm-hmm. you approach uh, tight end. So. How, how much Gronk did you have? A lot. If you don't want to say, it's fine. No, Percentage no, no. wise, probably fifty percent. Ooh, that's a lot. Ooh, yeah. it's not horrible. That's 50%? a lot. Fifty percent. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. It's a lot. No, right, right, right. So the thing with, and we, you know, we had this discussion a long time ago with Gronk. Yeah, yeah. Remember mm-hmm. the first time where it's even when we really the first time we even talked about him in general. But um, the process wasn't bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Especially like the point you just made. Once he made a. A, a a a type of comment or whatever saying I'm back or mm-hmm. I'm playing this year. He was gonna start being drafted. Maybe it's high. What would you say? Like the Urch range? Mm-hmm. Goddard? Oh, maybe Ur- even higher. Oh, no, 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 no. I think he would have been drafted game. around Schultz. Around yeah. Schultz. Yeah. Per, per so, game, so, he was like tight end. So his discount at the moment is like five six rounds. Yeah. So, yeah. so I get yeah. the process was great. Yeah. My thing was, you know. Number one, definitely don't get high, high exposure because there's also yeah. the risk mm-hmm. of – remember I was saying he could be a nothing. Yeah. And you're, yeah. you're risking having a nothing, somebody you drafted in a round where you can get another player that's can be fairly good good value for you. Yeah. I thought it was a risk that – I mean, you could take, but you didn't have to constantly yeah. take. The thing with Gronk, people might say, you know, you were getting him late, discount, whatever, but I feel like a lot of people were talking of Gronk. I don't think he was. Oh a, yeah, no, no. Everyone he was, was creeping up about. a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think he was like something sneaky. I think it was just no, just make no. a decision. Either but it was it was it, it was basically a nice uh, player you could take after all you know after everyone else basically else that took the tight ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone With the high ceiling. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like eleven tight ends off the board. Okay, now let me, let me grab Gronk. Gronk, and then I can get you know I can take a stab at some of these later guys right, mm-hmm. right. because you know there's that large tier of late round tight ends that we can make a case for a lot of guys. Now maybe you have your favorite. You know maybe you're a Komet guy or a Joku guy, but like you know, there a lot of those guys are kind of within the same tier, and they're somewhat dart throws. Right? Yeah. That's why they're going that late. Right. So it's knowing that you can get one of those guys. Why not you know try and get this guy who likely, especially with Godwin being out, right? You know, who has already this built-in chemistry, right? Vacated targets, no Antonio Brown, no Godwin. Like this is a guy that looks you know not only could be a threat in the red zone, but a threat re- receptions. Speaking so of that, premium, I, I, I have a few Logan Thomases. Yeah. This mm. and I have the same thing with Logan Thomas. And, Logan Thomas. And this is the thing, you know, when we drafted Gronk, the first thing that we mentioned was that 
you have to understand the risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if he decides to yeah. retire and not come back, you need to be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. So if you were okay drafting fifty percent and you're okay with him retiring yeah. and you can live with that, man, Chris was not okay. With <laughs> I'm not okay with that because I told y'all in the yeah. chat who I had behind you. <laughs> yeah. But that's a lesson learned. And the other thing with that too is, you know, we, you, I think you had made the idea. And I don't think you went heavy on it by any means, but you made the idea, you know, the point that okay, you know, if I'm not going to be getting Gronk, I'm gonna make the pivot and try and the get great. Yeah. 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 And to some degree, I did that a little bit. Uh, like I have, you know, maybe about ten percent shares of Braid. Mm -hmm. uh, oddly enough, uh, I think a couple of them are on the uh, Gronk teams. Mm -hmm. But he was a guy that I just felt like, you know, I really like the idea of like staying ready. So if Gronk retires, do I feel confident that Braid is the guy? Right. And I really do not. I, right. I really feel like they're just mm -hmm. going to bring in any number of these free agents, Ebron or. Uh, uh, Rudolph or I'll just go with Kate Otten, but whatever. Okay, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of tight ends that are on the market right now that they could, that it could be serviceable, serviceable for the uh, Bucks. Real yeah. quick, the point you just made about a, a break when I first brought him up. Okay, you know, again, we were having this discussion with Gronk, and I was mm -hmm. like, man, why are y'all taking Gronk? Whatever. So I was like, man, forget Gronk. I'm going to go on the other side and say, let me just get break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then it was one day. I don't know if y'all remember when I put it in the group chat. One day it just hit me. I was like, wait, why don't you take both of them? Mm -hmm. You can take yeah. Gronk with that great discount, yeah. you know, that, you know, again, if yeah. he made the claim that I'm coming back, it's going to shoot up. Yeah. And then to hedge, yeah. just take break because if Gronk doesn't become a thing, you know you got the guy that's going to be the immediate beneficiary. And hedge, and hedge, it, hedge is a great word because yeah. I don't want to do that every single time I take Gronk. Because yeah. believe it or not, like when I'm in drafts right now, I feel like there are like 25 players I want on my team yeah. in each round. So even when I'm there in the 20th, I'm struggling. I got a, 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 a list full of 10 guys that I'm, like, debating on who I'm going to take this time around. You mean tight ends? At every Anybody? position. At every position. It's one reason why in the far majority of my drafts I'm taking one quarterback. I literally drafted one quarterback, and that one quarterback was Justin Fields. Because there were so many players hmm. at other positions where I felt hmm. like I wanted to like lock in. I felt like quarterback is something because I got you know we'll talk about it later. But there's guys that are getting undrafted that I feel more than comfortable quarterback. You know, yeah, you yeah. know playing 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 uh, matchups. Right, right, so. right. Real quick, right, so let me put on my conspiracy theory. Hey. Okay. Yeah. So I can't forget about when Gronk wanted to be released from the Patriots. And he talked about finagling his way exactly, to being bro. able to get away from the Patriots <laughs> to get to Tampa Bay. And so a large part of that thinks, you know what, Gronk would do something like this yeah. to either get a bigger contract or to not have to show up to training camp because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to go to I, camp I, I again. I think there's a chance it's both. It could yeah. be both. It could be Charlie both. Pick, when you reach a certain yeah. age, yeah. 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 <laughs> when you reach a certain age, you're not trying to be messing around with I mean, mini camp honest, and training camp. Gronk can show up. <laughs> The week prior to the season, and be ready. Yeah, I mean, what has he got to learn? Yeah, like, yeah. A few different plays here. You either gonna block or you gonna run the yeah. seam route. Right, right. right. You know, <laughs> look, if you're in full retirement mode, you're not you're not training with Brady in the offseason. I don't know right. the extent of these training yeah. training, but like, if you're in retirement mode, like. We've seen these players after they retire. Like, yeah. They're not they're not in peak physical shape. Hell, Especially seen, him. Hell, we've seen some players who aren't retiring, but yeah. are like like yeah. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. And that kind of gets you to the other question as far as like, you know, who do you see uh, you know, kind of filling in if Gronk ends up staying retired? And I think it, you know, you could make an argument for everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, from Mike Evans, obviously, although the, I don't think there's a lot that he can move up. 
You can make the uh, uh, argument for uh, Russell Gage, obviously, and we've already been high mm, on him. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah. Russell Gage was one of those guys that I think everybody was just, you know, trying to be cute with. Like, let me try to get him at value. Mm-hmm. Let me try to get him at value. He was just slowly creeping his way up. When we all realize and believe, he probably should be going in the seventh round, mm-hmm. you know, I think maybe sixth round, high, yeah. you know, and eventually he'll get there. Like, I think mm-hmm. by the time we get to the, like, you know, main event, we get in August, you'll see him, like, as a staple in the sixth round, especially once people start realizing Chris Godwin is likely going to end up. As long as they don't bring in yeah. somebody else, you know, that'll throw yeah. off everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think they played him significant money, uh, and, you know. They did. And there's not a lot of people out there that I think. They did. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, like, I like him as a player. So, you got him, and then we obviously talked about Bray, but I'm still thinking that, you know, maybe they're bringing in someone else. So, I'm not trying to invest a lot of chips because if you draft Brait high right now, if you say I'm putting my chips on Brait, you got to be able to live with yourself if they bring in someone mm-hmm. like an Ebron or who's a guy uh, from uh, Cook, like a Jared Cook. You know, what I would do is go look at the list of free agent tight ends and think to yourself, is there a chance that they could bring this guy, you know, bring one of these players in? Because this is a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. And I don't think the Cameron Brayton. Somewhat a weak division, too. Yeah. And Brayton is kind of a different type of tight end. He, he definitely doesn't provide much from the blocking end. You know, talking about not that kind of in the, in the group I mean, He's chat. okay. Yeah. He's sneaky at Exactly. Athletic. Exactly. He's good in the red zone. He's good for like catches here and there, but he's not like a, you know, very athletic tight end. Not one who's a great blocker. Not one who can, who you can like disguise, you know, as blocking and then have him kind of slip up the seam or anything like that. So I think he offers a different skill set than Gronk anyway. But Leonard Fournette, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I'm not 100% trusting Leonard Fournette, so this could, you know, even, you know, dare I say it, yes, I'm kind of, I'm coming around, but even <laughs> benefit like somebody like a Rashad, Rashad White. White. Because I'm looking at that backfield, and even if it's not, and, and I'm going to be. to tell him. Yeah. Look, I still don't believe in I Rashad White. To tell him. <laughs> and I'm still thinking in the back of my mind that it may not even be Rashad White. It may be Gio Bernard. Who knows? Is Gio still on the team? Gio still on the team, you know? So I'm just going to be, like, looking at the tea leaves as soon as training Is camp Gio comes around. There? Say what? Is Gio for real still there? I think Gio's still there. I know Keyshawn Vaughn is still there, right? I want to say Gio's still there. Third round pick a couple years ago? We can look it up. I want to say Gio's still there. So they got four backs then. Yeah. Uh, but that's one of those things where we're all assuming it's Rashad White and it literally could be Gio. You yeah. know? The thing with Rashad White for me it was just his attitude, man. What What's that mean if it's going around? He got that dog in him. Yeah. He, he literally is coming out and saying, look. I'm not saying he's soft. That's care. a narrative. That's a I, narrative. I don't, I don't care about but Fournette. that's words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. I mean, yeah, when you yeah. on the game film, he's not running people over. I, right, I feel I like just, he goes down very easily. I mean, I feel like he's I – don't, I, don't I don't see him as a dog when well, he plays. Well, again, I just, like, I just liked it. You know, okay. and, uh, yeah, yeah. You know how, how good he's going to yeah. be. And maybe that's why I'm coming around a little bit. Another thing is just – And we spoke on this before, just the fact that they gassed him up as far as being a pass catching. Like mm-hmm. they kept talking about, he's one of the best pass catching running backs in the in the draft. Yeah. And then the, the fact they took him what third round, yeah, yeah, just the draft. Yeah. I mean, just these factors that just make me like, eh, you know. And that's and that's where and that's where I'm kind of you know coming back to because again, it doesn't matter what I think. Right. Like we always talk about it, it matters what the coaches, coaches think. think. Yeah. And then you know, lastly, like again, if I don't believe in Leonard Fournette, and I really I currently don't have zero, I currently have zero shares. Yeah. And it's not because I'm trying to full-on fade him. I just have a lot of guys ranked That you like him. a bit, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm waiting for some news to come out. I was hoping, you know, the weight was going to push him over the edge. But waiting for him to, like, drop in the third round, maybe get him at value a little bit. But because I don't believe in Fournette all that much, now I have to look at other options. Because yeah, I a want a piece of that back yeah. And when Brady was dumping it off to him in the pass game, he got a lot of receptions last year but did not do a lot with them. Yeah. So whoever ends up taking that role, whether it's Fournette or somebody else, like that, that's a valuable role to have. And, and not to go on a tangent, but that that concept is something I I feel like I need to do a better job of or do more consistently as far as when I don't believe in one situation, yeah. mm-hmm. I need to start – taking a strong bet on what would happen in the alternative, yeah. you know? So, like you're saying, if Fournette isn't 
going to be the guy or say he gets injured or he loses, yeah. you know, carries, mm -hmm. then that's going to benefit somebody like White. So yeah. if I believe mm -hmm. that about Fournette, I should be taking White. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I should just because try to do that more often. Otherwise, it's a lose-lose situation. Right. Mm -hmm. if, you, like, right. if you're going to completely flip fade one player, yeah. then – and then not take, you know, someone else who... who you're not make, benefiting whatsoever. You're not benefiting yeah. at all. And yeah. if that player goes off, you completely missed out. You missed out, yeah. So... Yeah. But but um, just to add on to yeah. the players that you mentioned, the rookie, Cade, Otten. I don't even yeah, know talk, if Yeah, talk a little bit about him because... Um, I mean, there's not really much to say. Yeah. I don't know if it's Otten or Oten or whatever. It's O-T-T-O-N. I think it's Otten. But came from University of Washington, Huskies. Hmm. Um, so here's the thing. He was drafted by the... Not the Patriots. Um, the Buccaneers in the fourth round, but they didn't have – it was a, the first pick in the fourth round. They didn't initially have that pick. They traded – I want to say with the Jags, right? They traded with the Jags um, to start day three of the NFL draft to, to get that pick to specifically pick him up. To, to me, to, to some extent, that's kind of significant, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you're literally saying, hey, we really, really want this guy. We're going to trade all the way up in the very beginning of the draft to pick him. Maybe they knew there was a good chance Gronk was going to go. Yeah. You know? And O.J. Howard was gone, too, as well. And, and Howard was yeah. already – he was yeah. already gone by yeah. that point. Yeah. You know, so, gone, so. so, I mean, I don't know. I just think – I wouldn't be surprised if they actually have high hopes, higher hopes on him than what we expect. Yeah. Um, but regardless of him, there's other receivers on that team yep. that might be able to make a name for themselves. Do we want to talk about that right now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, I'm just going to list them all. I'm not going to say no, who. That, that was important because I – you know, I'm going to let you get into this, like – we're all assuming that, like, it's these other guys that are going to benefit. But sometimes, like, that pie goes elsewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you lose a, a star tight end. It doesn't always mean that there's the, the, the tight end that replaces him, whether that player is on the roster right now or not, is going to get that piece of the pie. Right. That pie may go and bit. likely will go to someone who is more athletic, who is more skilled. Mm -hmm. Like, Brady's not going to say, oh, Gronk is gone. Now I have to throw it to the tight end. He's going to say, okay, Brady's gone. Okay, who's the next most talented player? Mm -hmm. And I think when we look at the receiver room, who's available, I think those players are likely more talented, can do more than with receptions than Bray or likely whoever they bring in. Right. Hmm. So, yeah, go so, ahead. So, I mean, in no specific order, but you have your Jalen Darden, who was a rookie last year from mm -hmm. University of North Texas. Um, crazy t statistics in college. One of the best wide receivers that came. Just a small guy, you know, almost like yeah. a Deshaun Jackson type of size. Um, they still have Tyler Johnson. Mm -hmm. Fifth-round pick a, a couple, two or three years ago. Um, highly touted coming out of college. Um, he hasn't really been able to put it together on the field. I don't mm -hmm. know if he's been making mistakes or what, but he has a, a good receiver size. Um, when he's had opportunities, he's produced a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe he just needs to kind of mature a little bit more, get better into the system. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up benefiting a fair yeah. amount. Um, you have uh, Cyril Grayson. Cyril Grayson. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's who I was The pick. guy that yeah. you were kind mm -hmm. of talking up or talking about recently uh, who did a little bit last year as well. Um, I don't know if they still have Scotty Miller. Do y'all know if they no, still have Scotty Miller's gone. He's with, I, think, I want to say he's with uh, the Chiefs. Oh, he was a free agent? Yeah, I want to say he's okay, a free agent. So he left. Okay. I, think, I think he's with the So, Chiefs. yeah, they got those three guys. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, obviously and, they, and, and then Rashad Perriman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. No they, respect. They have Perriman on the yeah. roster at the moment. So, if you had to pick one of those wide receivers, who would it be? Because remember, last See, year, Brady, Brady supported three wide receivers. Right. At, at that point, I'm going to t try to target the talent, right? Okay. Because at that point, it's really just a, a dart throw. 
And I think Darden is one of the more talented Darden, receivers. Darden, Darden, Darden. Yeah. I think I would put mine on Grayson. I, I like I like what I saw last year. I like the chemistry. Uh, he was just someone you talk about having like a dog in him. I like players who can go out and when they when their number is called, they perform. And right. you saw Brady like trust him. You know. Right. If I can see Brady trust you on like a nine route. And then you produce and you actually make the catch yeah. in big games too. Didn't he get hurt? Big. He got hurt. He got hurt. On he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, by the way, Scotty Miller is still with the Bucks. I told you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's yeah. also, and you know, Brady's actually completed a lot of big throws to him. Mm-hmm. He yeah. might be the guy actually that yeah. might benefit because he actually has rapport with Brady. Yeah. And it'll be enough. interesting to see like where these players line up because I think the assumption now is like. I don't know who we have on the outside. Maybe it's Perriman. Maybe it's Grayson. Maybe you, it's Darden. Put in Perriman. In there. <laughs> I mean, look. Sometimes like they just want to vet in there, you know. Yeah. And obviously Evans. And I think we just all kind of assume Engage is going to be on the inside, play a little bit of outside too as well, you know. And they'll run some like you know uh, four receiver sets and stuff like that. But you know, maybe Gage is on the outside. Yeah. Maybe Scotty Miller's on the. The, the cool thing so, about like, the cool thing about what we're saying now, speaking of the receivers, not Gage and not Evans, is I don't really think you have to get any of them on your roster at the moment. If you want, if you just want to take a stab, you can. But I think if we go through week one and we see how to kind of how they're utilized, yeah. I don't think people are going to rush to pick them up in the wave. Where, unless they, you know, have a, a yeah. big game. Yeah. Unless they yeah. explode. But I think it's, it's one of those situations where people, even if they did something, people would be like, eh, I, I got to see it a second yeah. or third yeah. time. Yeah. I will yeah, say this, though. Blip. There are certain teams, I think, that, uh, you know, when it comes to their beat riders – access to the players, mm-hmm. you know, coaching staff speaking out on the team. Uh, I feel like Tampa Bay, like, you get a fairly good beat as far as, like – I think they got a guy named Rick Stroud. Yeah, Brett Allman, do- uh, mm-hmm. Allman, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they, you know, a number of the guys, like, when they report something, it, there's some So, you think, you think some kind of buzz is going to come out is going to yeah. shoot somebody Yeah, so that's the only up. thing that I would say about picking them up later. I definitely don't think, you know, it's worth it now. But that kind of goes to that idea of just, like, man, there's so many players because – if we if, there, if it just comes out like, you know, uh, especially someone like Darden who's like, you know, if you play Dynasty, like people are just gonna know about that guy and they're gonna want him to succeed. If it comes out that he's just killing camp, he's running on the outside, you know automatically what people are gonna say. Oh, that mm. means Gage is running in the slot. That means he's gonna have the A B role or he's gonna be you know. So people are automatically going to want to associate it with what they did last year. Yeah. And it may be true too as well, but you don't know. But then, if he's on the waiver wires and that first waiver run, you're going to end up spending money try on to him. Get him. Yeah, especially so, if you went like heavy RB, if you went Jeff Z, you know. I'm not hating him, I'm saying, I'm saying like, saying. that's where that strategy is viable. You know, you yeah. go like, you know, 18 we RB. Have, we should talk about, like, we should just be like, F it. Look, let's, about, we need to get him on the talk about Jeff Z. Jeff Z We're not an interview pod, but like, maybe Jeff Z is the exception. I got some questions. The psychology of the Jeff Z. I'm not yeah. ready to say nothing. I'm just I'm just sit back and watch Jeff Z and Dayo go at it. <laughs> right at it. I like Jeff Z though. Jeff Z and Dayo go at it. You were caping for him like in the chat. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. How do you He's do that? He's caping on his decap. And, uh, oh my bad. Uh, decap yeah. and blank. <laughs> oh. But <laughs> but let's move on, guys. Let's talk about the second biggest news story of the week. Um, Deshaun Watson settled what I think twenty of the twenty four cases. That's not NFL news, man. All right, but still, it seems like there is almost certainly going to be some type of suspension. If Deshaun Watson gets suspended, do you guys see the Browns groveling? How long, first of all, before we answer the question, how long do you think the suspension is? (laughs) Let's put it on wax. Put it on wax. So we have (laughs) what we're talking about because that does change the answer, right? 
It does. Genetically, it does. It does. It does. So good. No, so I mean, you know, I'm not going to go you know, deep into it, but I, my, my theory is that the NFLPA is negotiating behind the scenes with the NFL. Right. You see, you're seeing things leaked so they can try and get a good gauge of, you know, uh, public reaction and sentiment towards the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're hearing that the NFL wants a full year. So that seems like the starting point. NFLPA is obviously going to argue that we've already kind of heard uh, that. And I think with everything that's kind of going on in the NFL and what we've seen the last few years, you know, I'm not going to kind of get into like, you know, the moral aspect of things or the legal aspect of things. But you can see a situation where the NFLPA is saying, look, you have owners that are doing such and such committing criminal acts who've had, uh, you know, history, a long history of doing things, you know, deemed inappropriate, you know, immoral, et cetera, et cetera. I might look, I'm just saying, but. So they could easily go and say, look. How long do how you long? think how many he's going that? to be suspended? So <laughs> I, think, I think what we may be looking at is like, you know, I would put it on eight to ten game suspension. Okay, Chris, how many? I think a whole year. I think a whole year he's going to be suspended. Okay. I don't think anything about the owners is analogous. First of all, you can't suspend owners for games unless you tell them not you to show up. You can find them. You can, you keep, can, you can, you can suspend them from coming to the stadium. Well, they, yeah, did, but, they did make Snyder uh, relinquish control of the team. Remember, his right. wife was running the team yeah. for I think she's still running the team. I, I think he's still not quite there yet. And, and um, so that was part of what we talked about. Wait, wait y'all acting like politicians. What? The, the question was how many games? I said, I said, I, okay, I said a whole said year. Eight to ten. Whole I, year. Did, I think year. a year as well. Yeah, so now year. that we say that, now the question that you were asking. Because that matters. Oh, yeah. So, if he's gone for an entire year, let's just assume that I'm right in this case. And most likely, okay. I am right. But let's assume that I'm right in this case. He's suspended for a typical, whole year. Typical lawyer. <laughs> leading, <laughs> leading the audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's assume. Your Honor, make note that he's leading the audience. <laughs> he's suspended for a year. Do you think that the Browns gravel back to Baker – which I hope that they do. I think we or do you Baker think that every they, single episode. This so man is in love with you Baker. You love yourself some Baker. Which is so odd because he hates Mac Jones. I don't get it. <laughs> Mac Jones sucks. But listen. Uh, That's true. Or, I didn't think about that. Or do you think that they roll with Brissett? And what does that mean for Amari Cooper, who is really yeah. I mean, the only weapon that they yeah. have? In I think you court. really need to sit down and think to yourself, okay, as I'm drafting these players, yes, there is a, a, a fair chance that because even if he's out eight to ten games, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a, that's basically your regular season right there. Yeah. yeah so just yeah. assume that, like, you don't have him, you know, for the season. And the players that are on the Cleveland Browns don't have Deshaun Watson for a season. Mm-hmm. And for right now, I think there's no way that Baker Mayfield ends up in Cleveland. So I'm not even, like, that's not even because a question of me. I, th- that relationship is just so far split. Like, it, it would not make sense for them to go back uh, and, and have him, you know, play for that team again. I think – you need to sit down and understand or, like, think to yourself, okay, Brissette is the starting quarterback, and say mm. it out loud. Mm-hmm. Because right now it's just kind of in the wind. <laughs> no, really. Say when, it. Say <laughs> it out loud. Because when you click on the button to draft Amari Cooper, are you doing so really thinking that Brissette is the quarterback? Right, right, because right. if so, are you really drafting him in the fifth round? Or the fourth the round? He goes in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I'm not saying that he can't produce there, but yeah. I'm saying, like, when I say it out loud – that makes me not want to click on that button in the fourth round. Okay? Yeah, Def- not the fifth so round. So you're fading Amari right now. I'll get. I'll take him in the sixth round. Have I still you, think do you have any shares? 
I had shares early on, okay. and then once I sort of kind of started, you know, coming to grips with this idea that Watson may be suspended for an extended period of time, I held off. So yeah. I don't have, a, I actually don't have a lot of shares at all. So I got yeah. my shares, but that's also when I was getting Mike Williams in the sixth round. So mm. you know, wow. we talk, we talk, we talk about like players round. moving nice. up and board, yeah. and you always bring up the idea that it's not necessarily that everybody's moving up; it's just. Play, you know, people being replaced. Mm-hmm. People being yeah, replaced. Somebody's going higher than yeah. somebody else going lower. Yeah. So. Yeah. so remember that when you're drafting a month from now and thinking, oh man, Russell Gage was in that ninth, tenth round. Then, well, guess what? Somebody Who's who was falling? going in the sixth and seventh round, going around somebody like a Traylon Burks or, yeah. or uh, you know, London, those guys are going super early. I, I guarantee we're going to see their guys, those guys starting to fly. Same thing with the Sky Moore. We're going to see his ADP starting to fly. Mm-hmm. So it's just people rearranging. But yeah. yeah, so when it comes to Amari Cooper, I'm holding off on him. But the thing about the Cleveland Browns is they still have a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think the target the tar- the uh, target tree is going to be very very narrow, or the target distribution is going to be very narrow. I think Njoku is actually going to be play cool. a big. Do you big know who the receivers they have are? It, for me, the only pe- the only players that I really care about are Bell and Cooper, and then I, obviously I know they have uh, a Donovan Peoples Jones. Theoretically, he could be an option, but I just right. think his skill set for. What Brissett is going to be able to do is not. Is when, not I, when I hear people talk about Donovan Peoples Jones, like just the like people he he I guess teammates or like trainers yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. they talk about him like if he just kind of just figures it out mentally, he can be a beast. That's what it seems I think like with too. Watson, yeah. With Watson, I would love to take stabs at yeah. him, but with the Brissett, I feel like Brissett is is going to be someone who's like hundred percent a game manager. Yeah, yeah. Going to keep things simple. And yeah. I think he's going to lock in on his first read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess and to I me, that first about, read, yeah, that first read is going to be Amari Cooper. Yeah, I guess I was thinking dynasty-wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dynasty-wise, he may be somebody to go after. But I think, and yeah. I think Bell being a slot receiver makes it easier, too. It's a guy that I think would be lean, <clears throat> that Brissett would lean on as well. They also have uh, the rookie from last year, Anthony Schwartz, who yeah. I think they drafted in the second. Yeah. He was yeah. the fastest guy in the draft yeah. last year. Yeah, but I, I do see them, like, really heavily leaning on the run. That's one ma- major reason why we may not see Kareem Hunt getting traded. Because okay. they may just, I mean, it may be just Chubb, Hunt, mixing a little of yeah. and, you know, just some safe passes. Because that defense to me is elite. Talk about mm-hmm. defenses that I target. I don't even want to say that. It is. The defenses that I target, Cleveland Brown, I love their start to the schedule. But that defense is elite. Yeah. And they got a good O-line. So, if Brissette can kind of keep them above water in the first 10 games, when mm-hmm. Watson comes back, they may potentially be a playoff team. Yeah, so for me with Amari, <clears throat> I, I, don't have, I don't have any shares of Amari. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to say I'm just this full out fading him. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those situations where where he's going, the other receivers around him I kind of prefer. Yeah. You know? Um and I don't know how you you fix and you know adjust that, you mm-hmm. know, hope Amari fall which he ain't doing or <laughs> diversify and just be like I'm yeah. not going to pick a guy who I think is going to do better than Amari like well, I if purposely you, do that, you know? So If you see Deshaun if they when they come out with the uh you know with the ruling uh and, and how many games he's going to be think suspended. You think going to drop him out down? I'm asking you. Do you think it'll, it'll drop his ADP? I, I want to say no because I think people – I think everybody assumes Watson's going to be suspended to some okay. extent, especially mm-hmm. because he's not even being drafted, Watson. That's true. Yeah. I mean, some drafts he's being drafted. Someone, yeah. No, but most 19th people, round, 18th round. Yeah, yeah. most people yeah. He's, just, he's just dropping. like, And he's at the top of the queue, so it's not like you're forgetting about him. You're right, you're right. He's right there in your face. So, That's true. Um, <clears throat> the thing with me with Amari, though, is – um, and again, this, this is not why I'm fading him, but I think people when they when they value Amari, they look at the situation more than they actually look at the player mm-hmm. and the the skill set and talent. There's been several occasions in the past that Amari's disappeared in games. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, just totally been like, oh, where are you? Yeah. You know, and then there's other games where he had this crazy game, 
Remember that game last year where he came in hurt yeah. and then he mm-hmm. scored like two, three touchdowns? It's yeah. like crazy. And it's like, like with Amari, I don't want to say he's boom or bust, but he's almost this guy you just really can't trust. Trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you know he's gonna be the number one receiver for the Browns, so you know he's gonna most likely have the opportunity. But at the same time, he's now gonna be playing in the snow. You know, during those money weeks, does that affect him a little bit? Because before he's playing with the Raiders and he's playing in Cowboy Stadium. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's I a good point. No, yeah. I have no problem with Amari yeah. as far as him as a draft pick. And I wouldn't mind having him on my team. But at the moment, I don't. He needs to be like a fourth receiver. He, yeah. Second yeah, type player. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think right now if you draft him, you draft him as your two, wide receiver two. Yeah. Or if you decide to go wide receiver early, or wide receiver three. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. Eh, you know, I'm not yeah. excited about that. But to diversify, probably just talking it through now, probably should do it. I think you can wait because I think I think we I think you are going to see him uh, Drop start a little to fall bit. to like the mid six because there's going to be there's going to be everything that you just mentioned yeah. you know you know how you, this is going to be like the worst time of Twitter by the way <laughs> <laughs> worst time of Twitter there's going to be no news and then everyone's going to be coming out with all these yeah. hot takes but there are some good things that kind of come out as far as like stats and I think you're going people are going to start dropping stats like that like you know the idea of him being boom bust. Uh, and, uh, you know, with the especially when the Watson suspension. So as soon as the Watson, Watson suspension hits and yeah. it becomes, you know, okay, fact, yeah. now people are going to go in on yeah. the analysis. I think yeah. right now people have just been kind of holding off, yeah. watching yeah. from afar. Yeah, yeah. And again, say it out a... loud, Brissett. Jacoby Brissett <laughs> is a starting quarterback. I, I think initially it is going to be a knee-jerk reaction, though. Yeah. I, I think yeah. the day it's announced, that's probably the day I should drop, get in a draft just to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the day after and just kind of try to get a little share yeah, of Amari. Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about – let's stay on the topic of quarterbacks for a second. Let's talk about late-round dart throws. Are you guys sort of picking quarterbacks late just in case if an injury happens or if there's some type of suspension? Who are your late-round dart throws at quarterback? All right, we don't talk a lot about best ball, but uh, super flex, mm. uh, best ball. Uh-oh, I, we getting into some super flex? Yeah, super flex. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah and you know, we, have, we have a draft coming up. Okay. Uh, yeah, shout out do. to uh, Muzio. Yeah. Uh, so we, we do have that super flex draft coming up, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, someone I'd like to get, like, later on, because obviously super flex, you want to have that third, potentially fourth QB, mm-hmm. if you can fit it into the roster, Baker Mayfield. Okay. Mm. So best ball, Baker Mayfield. Really? But in real drafts, in redrafts, mm-hmm. uh my strategy for the most part is to really try to limit the amount of QBs that I get. So if I'm, you know, fortunate enough to kind of get a, a, a deal on that, you know, top two tier, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kyler, Lamar, Hurts, that's it. I'm yeah. drafting those guys and I'm rolling with them. I'm not doing anything else because I can guarantee you, you know, probably the first players to get dropped in drafts are quarterbacks. Yeah. Remember, you know, the team that won – the main event last year. He picked up ended, Burrow off the waiver He picked up Burrow off the waiver wire. Yeah. So, you know, wasting yeah. – especially this – you know, Dale talks about it all the time. You know, we're very early in the offseason. We've already seen, you know, players retire, players get injured. I want as many of those running backs, wide receivers on my roster, you know, these ambiguous situations that nobody knows or is quite sure on. I want these guys – I mean, even someone like a Sammy Watkins who we can sit here and laugh at. Yeah, yeah. We have no clue – Come come August, we could find out that he literally is truly the number one wide receiver, and yeah. he put up a thousand plus yards mm-hmm. and, ten, and double digit TDs. So I want those guys on my roster, and then I'll figure out the quarterback situation. So if I miss out on that tier, okay, I mean, there is is deep. Okay, yeah. 
I think this year's uh, Matthew Stafford could easily be Kirk Cousins. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. have doc- talked up uh, David Carr, but f- I feel like David Carr goes Derek right Carr, at Derek, Derek, Carr. Yeah, Derek, Derek Carr. Shout out, David. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that O-line. But, yeah, so a lot of people talk off Carr, so I think people are well aware of him. But I feel like he goes a little bit closer to Dak than I would like. So mm. I don't feel like I'm, like, getting a huge steal. Like, I'd rather just get Dak than get Carr. Because uh, I think really? the upside – yeah, I think the upside with Dak is there. You've seen it. All, the only thing that Dak was missing, like last year, you know, is running. Yeah, so you think a year off that <laughs> surgery. Think, they, he's talked about it. His offensive, his head coach has talked about it, mm-hmm. about kind of incorporating that. And I think when you lose the offensive weapons, I think we always, you know, again, we start thinking, oh, we lose this wide receiver, then all the targets are going to go to this wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Some of that's just going to be taken up by maybe Tony Pollard or just by Dak's legs. He's going to say, you know what? I'm a year removed from the injury. I feel, I feel healthy. Mm-hmm. I feel good. We were – I mean, and they were elite offense last year by the numbers, but let me incorporate some of that running. So we may see that, and we may see his touchdown returns. All it takes for a guy to, like, vaunt up, I think, to that top five uh, QB range, top seven, mm-hmm. you know, where it's, like, a huge value if you get him in the later rounds, is, like, five-plus rushing TDs. Mm. Like, I, to me, that, like, does it. So mm-hmm. that's a, I like to look at players that can do that. So, yeah, that's why I'm not really going with Carr because of how close he is to Dak. But mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, I really do think, could be this year's uh, – Matthew Stafford. And it's not just because O'Connell, the OC, coming over. Mm. I really think that, like, them just opening up the offense a little bit more, you know, getting, you know, out of the Stone Ages, which is which what they call it, uh, getting Dalvin Cook, you know, getting Irv Smith back. Irv. Yeah, I think, you know, Kirk Cousins in the right schemed offense is someone who could just, like, even just dink and knuck his way to, like, productivity. And so if you could see – I think you could see 35-plus TDs, and he's always a sneaky bet to kind of rush near the goal line. So and they have a sneaky like, good receiving core, too, with yeah. K.J. Osborne. Kirk Cousins ain't running in the goal line. He's, 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 running, he's running a couple yeah, TDs. Yeah, 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 he's running a couple TDs. I mean, I'm not banking on it, but Kirk I'm saying, like he, could get you like, he could get you like three. I would not be surprised if he got you three TDs, and that makes a difference. So Kirk Cousins is, is one that I like, and he's like that safe floor. Mm-hmm. And then the guys that I like for, like, you know, upside picks. So if I wait that late, usually I'm trying to get two. Sometimes it didn't work out. Like this last draft didn't work out. I ended up just going with this next guy. I'm going to talk about Justin Fields, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we talk about the Bears offense, you know, we'll talk about new head coach, new offensive coordinator, okay? Uh, regardless of what we thought about that offense in the past last year, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whether, whether you agree or, you know, think it was, you know, a, a terrible offense, to me it was just not the right offense for Fields. That, mm. To me that offense was not schemed towards his strengths. And this year, I think they're going to be incorporating a lot more RPO, uh, some design runs, and they're going to incorporate aspects of his game. Who's the D-ball. OC there? Lou Gatsy? Gatsy, yeah. Gatsy? Yeah, yeah. Packers. Packers, OC Mississippi or, State. No, uh, quarterback coach, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Packers. He's a quarterback coach yeah. for the uh-huh. Packers? Okay. Yeah, and so not that he, like, made Rodgers, obviously, but you remember there was a time where Rodgers, like, you know, we were all down on Rodgers because he had an off year. And so – he came in, you know, you can say that he had at least something to do with it. And, yeah, and Roger seems to like, and they had like a very uh, close relationship, apparently, yeah. from what I'm hearing. Uh, and then he was also with Mississippi State. And so mm. uh, you may not, you know, realize it, but apparently the Packers ran a lot of RPO. And at Mississippi State, they ran some uh, RPO too. So uh, we don't know what his scheme is necessarily going to be, but like at least his influences, you know, you can see some RPO. And I love that for a quarterback like him. And that to me, their offensive line right now is like probably one of the lower ranked ones in the league. Mm-hmm. So 
adding in some misdirection, and they, I think they use a lot of uh, pre-snap motion. To me, that's helpful. RPOs, actual play-action passes. Yeah. Slows design the defense runs, down Slows the defense down. Yeah. You know, and they have some decent running backs. You talk, We talked about their running backs from Montgomery to Herbert and uh, – Ebner. Yeah, Ebner. You know. Justin Ebner. Yeah, yeah. So, to me, like, there's something there. They could shock. And then when it comes to their wide receiver corp, like, okay, we already know about Mooney that, that, I, that I'm really high on. Uh, Komet is coming into his second year. You know, he could, like, really kind of take off this year. Uh, and then I think everyone just looks at their receiving quarters like, oh, it's just garbage. When, you know, there may be some players there, you know. Maybe. There may be some players there enough yeah. to, like, get him there. But for me, it's really just his legs. Yeah. And then the last guy, I don't need to say much more, Daniel Jones. I just dropped the mic right there. Yeah. Yeah. Pick it back up and put it back on the <laughs> mic stand and walk off the stage. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. <laughs> No, for me, so actually my guy was going to be Kirk Cousins, so he like straight up stole. I, I'm not going to say he stole it, but he just took my guy. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw out a whole bunch of other guys yeah. that you can consider. And by the way, I want to start off by saying this. When I draft my, my teams, I try not to draft more than one quarterback. Right? Yeah. I literally am like, I'm going to get one guy, and that's the guy. If that ain't the guy, I'm going to drop yeah. him and find somebody else off the yeah. waiver wire. I don't really want to go through it through a, um, a season with two quarterbacks and then either playing the matchups or having one guy that's my consistent starter and this other guy who might be okay, but he's just taking over a bench spot. I, yeah. I, I don't like wasting bench spots, especially with something like FFPC because all those spots can be valuable. Yeah. So I'd rather get one. Now, I will say if I take a runner, I mean a quarterback late, somebody I'm not totally convinced on, I might take another one just to kind of figure that situation yeah. out. Once I figure it out. Yeah. You know, move move on, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, as far as my sleeper quarterbacks, again, I like Kirk Cousins, but since you took him, I do think Tua is very interesting. I, I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. think, I think people should talk more about Tua. Why? Because all his weapons people are, I don't want to say high on, yeah. but they respect. Yep. Right. Yep. Let's talk about the, the top two is Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Yep. These are two guys going in the top three Three and a half rounds yep. in draft. Okay, we'll just say four. Top four in drafts, Tyreek and Water are gone. Yeah. So those are his two top receivers. Yeah. On top of that, his tight end, Gusecki, I'm not saying he's a top tight end, but he's still somebody people will be like, I'll take him. People, I'm sure, have got Gusecki as their top tight end on yep. the roster oh, right yeah, now. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Gusecki's not being drafted as people's tight end, too. Maybe, yeah. but a lot of teams are probably taking him as their tight end one. Yeah. And then on top of that, his running back, Chase Edmonds. Yep. Is getting gassed up a little bit now. Yeah. You, who I like personally. I don't yeah. know how y'all feel about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But so, so you have four offensive pieces surrounding him. Don't forget. I mean, this is fantasy football. All he yeah. has to do is put the ball in their hand. And you didn't even mention Cedric Wilson either. And Cedric, I forgot yeah. about him. Yeah. Who, gave, who they gave a good contract yeah. to, by the way. And we saw him. With the yeah, with the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. So all he has to do is put the ball in these guys' hands, which he can do. Exactly. He's accurate. They do all the razzle-dazzle, yeah. get in the end zone. Guess razzle-dazzle. what? He gets the same points. He gets the same points, right? He, he's bringing, <laughs> he's bringing in the, the uh, a head coach that was the OC. I don't even know if he was – was he OC of the 49ers last year? Maybe not. But he played a big role in their offense. Yeah, yeah. They're bringing that guy in, you know. Yeah. So, I just think right now when you draft Tua, you're literally drafting him with the assumption he's not going to be good at all. Yeah. It's almost like you draft him at his floor. Probably below his floor, honestly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, drafting him is it's, it's nothing but profit, yeah. right? Other guys, I actually do like Derek Carr. Yeah. I think there's a chance the Raiders might pass a whole bunch this year. Like, I think they might mm-hmm. just say, forget it. We pay Adams all this money. I think they're going to eventually pay Waller soon before the season starts. Mm-hmm. We paid Renfro. Like, let's go. 
Yeah. Like, we just going to shoot out yeah. time period. And then they brought Josh McDaniels. I don't know what to make of that. Josh McDaniels has been the type of OC that I've seen him be a pass-heavy coach, and I've also be, seen him be a run-heavy mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. It's like he seems the type, like, just kind of whatever his personnel is. Mm-hmm. He, he that's an offensive coordinator, exactly. Yeah. He plays, yeah. you know, yeah, he's going to scheme the offense based right. on his player personnel. So, so, and, you know, I think Vegas, I think they're ready to just get that respect, mm-hmm. you know? And the best part about them is the divisions they play in. Yeah. yeah. You have to love that division. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's probably the first thing that really got me on the Mike Williams. Yeah. You know, I just wanted the target players that are in that division. And so, right. I, you know, I can't be mad at that pick. That's you know Zach Wilson, though? I was gonna, I was that, that was gonna be my next guy, but yeah. I'll let you talk about him. So I'll skip to my fourth guy. Zach, mm-hmm. So I can't I can bring I can't bring up Daniel Jones, but y'all can mention Zach Wilson. Hey, come on, now, really? Well, yeah, because yeah. we haven't seen enough Zach Wilson necessarily. We, we know Daniel Jones. We know Daniel Jones. Know Daniel Jones. Yeah. And uh, my fourth guy was gonna actually be, and it's kind of it's, it's disgusting to even say it, but I think Ryan Tannehill. And the only reason mm-hmm. I think Ryan Tannehill because he actually does have the legs. We've mm-hmm. seen him run a fair amount. You just literally just said all you need is five rushing touchdowns, yeah. and that makes the quarterback. Ryan Tenhill can give you yeah. five rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And here's the thing with Ryan Tenhill: I feel like this whole offseason, especially with the way the last season ended for them, he might have this chip on his shoulder. Yeah, number one, number one. I mean, he said he went through counseling or something. Yeah, that tells me that a guy. Uh, no, I mean, all, right. all I'm saying is he, yeah. he took it real hard. He did. He, can, he probably might have been harping on it. And then on top of that, they drafted a, a quarterback who now everybody's probably questioning him, hey, you going to help out Malik Willis? Yeah. He might just have this this in him that's like, you know what, forget it. It's my last year with the Titans. I'm about yeah. to go out with the bang. Yeah, and again, he can run. Possible. I'm just saying. It just wouldn't surprise me. Somebody could just take a flyer on but I'll let you talk about Zach Williams because I actually do like Zach Wilson as well. Uh, no, like I just think that like he he has that gunslinger mentality. I like Elijah Moore. They still have Corey Davis that's there. Braxton Berrios. Like I think they have a decent receiving. I'm not going to mention Garrett Wilson <laughs> and, and Garrett <laughs> Wilson. They drafted they drafted Garrett Wilson. They have a pretty good receiving core that's there. Why not? You know Zach Wilson. You. And on top of that, they have the OC for the. Niners two years ago, mm-hmm. you know, Wilson, he was injured a fair amount last year, yeah. so we'll give him that. He was young He's a rookie. in New York. Yeah, he, maybe yeah. he just need to work his way through. The thing about Wilson is there's still a chance he can be a thing. Right. He has all the weapons around him. They help him out in the running game. Yep. So now if Brees Hall is what people expect him to be. It's going to free up a little bit, especially if they play yeah. a little bit of play action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we were saying it's it last possible. year. He has that, that arm. He has that. That, yeah. that flick of the wrist type throw, mm-hmm. you know, almost Aaron Rodgers. I think, I think my issue with uh, Wilson is going to be, you know, I think he's going to be, like, hard to rely on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because I don't I necessarily know that he runs enough. Like, that, that's why, like, if I'm targeting a guy that late, at least the guys that run can kind of give you right. a little bit of a floor. Right, right, right. You know, right, right, they can give you a little bit of a floor. But, like, Wilson, I feel like, can just give you just single-digit weeks. No, no, I agree. You I know, agree. Those guys, and those guys can lose. I learned my lesson three or four years ago when, like, Matt Ryan fell off a cliff uh, because of O-line or whatever you know, the reason was. And there was just weeks that he, you know, it was like a, I just had this, like, monster team, but he just destroyed that yeah. team, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, I could, and I couldn't figure out when to start him. So, you know? so in that vein, who is a quarterback that's super late right now that runs to, some, to any extent? Can y'all think of anybody? Justin Fields. Justin Fields is probably Fields. the latest. Trevor Lawrence, I'm, I'm not a believer in, but you could argue that maybe he runs they a, little a little bit. Runs a little bit. I don't think he runs enough. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't scheme any runs yeah. for him last year, but they got a new coach this year. So Riddler, Ritter. You think he's gonna take that Desmond job, Desmond Ritter? You think he's? Because if you don't take that job, we're just wasting time discussing. This ain't dynasty. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, so you I, think he's gonna take that job? I think, I think there's a fair chance because I'm. I just don't. You know, Mariota. Like, what has he done? You know, right. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, because we, I think we were on Mariota, or we talked about Mariota, mm-hmm. and like, okay, how he gets surprised because he's definitely a running quarterback. Yeah, we didn't mention Mariota. Yeah, but yeah. when you yeah. think about it, like he's just been a backup for how many years? Just two. Okay, for two years, and he yeah. lost his job. Yeah, he did. So this would be his like first time. You to know, Tannehill, start. by the way, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I digress. Exactly, he lost it to Tannehill. Yeah. So you know the. I think there's not a zero chance that you know Ritter could like Desmond Ritter could like win that job, and he's someone who could provide. Running. But the reason why I don't want to say Ritter is because, I mean, he's not somebody you're drafting, right? No, you no. even consider right. I'm talking about somebody that you could potentially draft that runs, and I think we mentioned him already, Mariota, mm-hmm. Fields. To me, though, this is a good thing about quarterbacks. Uh, they rarely get buzzed in the offseason to the point where it just significantly shifts their ADP compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the field. Everybody's pretty like much if you hear that yeah. like Ritter, Ritter's having a good camp and then he wins the uh, you know he wins the uh, battle, are you really going to still be, be drafting him? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So I like guys like that because I can take that you know week one speculation, add him before the week one games, see how he plays. If he doesn't play well, drop him. Yeah. You know he's one of those guys that you could do that with if you run a, if you're running with a quarterback that you don't have a lot of confidence in, yeah, yeah. I got you. So, I got you. So, he, yeah, he, you, could, you could include him on the list. But, yeah, otherwise there's not – Not too many. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, see I think you actually mentioned a guy – and we said this last week. I don't believe in the Bears. I don't yeah. believe in Justin mm-hmm. Fields. Yeah, right. But for the sake of diversity and, and also accepting the fact that there's a very high chance I could be wrong on a lot of thought, my thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, I probably should take a stab at Fields because you're right. If he does utilize his legs a lot more and he does have any improvement with that OC or the offensive system, I'm telling you, he could be a very good value. Yeah. He he can almost be Lamar Jackson, maybe not to that extent. Yeah. But you remember how Lamar Jackson yeah. his MVP year, how yeah. people were taking him super late. Yeah. People and, didn't really think he was a thing, and then he actually had the the great season. And, and it's like, how do we yeah. not see this kind of being a thing? And this mm-hmm. is the thing too. Like, we have a new like. I think we have a new GM, new head coach, new offense coordinator. They they didn't draft Justin Fields, okay? Mm, yeah. So they, they don't really have, like, strong ties to Fields. Yeah. So for them, I feel like they need to figure out, like, if this is a guy. If he's a guy. So let's create an offense for him to see if he can be the guy, you know? See if he can, you know, do what he was able to do at the collegiate level and transfer that to the, uh, you know, to the NFL professional level. Right. So I think they're going to give him the tools. They'll give him the reins. He's coming into this offseason. And by all accounts, you know, they talk about him as like a guy who's really trying to take the reins, trying to be a leader. He's like, you know, all, you know, all the you know, cliche things you hear, first one in, first one out. And even though you may not put a lot of weight, I'd rather hear that than like, you know, than not hear it. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, I got you. He's got coming you. in out of shape and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, so last season we did a segment called Who's Going to Be the Next Logan Thomas. We actually coined uh, Dale, our tight end whisperer. <laughs> um, it turned out that Dalton Schultz was last year's. Who was my guy last year? I was like on Conklin. You were on Conklin. Conklin tough. was startable. Yeah, he, yeah. he ended up being startable. He was definitely serviceable. It, it, it didn't give the same. You know, oomph yeah. as Logan Thomas, yeah, but it was yeah. okay. It was okay. And let's do it again when this year. I first said to y'all, like, who the hell is Conklin? You're right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it again this year, though. Who's going to be this year's Logan Thomas? You got a guy, Abby, you want me to start? No, you start. You can tie in whisper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really not somebody that's coming out the blue. I think it's somebody who people kind of want to disrespect because of what they've seen in the past, but I think his circumstance is very good right now. And I, I – Several guys, of course, and I haven't really tied it down or really sat back and really thought about it. But I do like Hayden Hurst a lot. 
Hmm. He's going so late. He's almost maybe even going undrafted with times. Yeah. But if you look at Hayden Hurst, the fact that those games CJ Uzuma had last year, mm-hmm. we had this crazy stat line. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was I, – I think that's something that, – that position or that role is some that, something that we're underestimating because they actually used him a lot, you know, now, he didn't score touchdowns all the time, but he was always involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Azuma. Mm-hmm. You know, they actually signed Hurst with a fairly good contract. And, you know, I don't want to talk about Buzz too much, but from everything we've heard, he's actually having that rapport with Burrow. The guy's going super-duper late. I wouldn't be surprised if we're thinking Burrow's going to be as good as he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to support two top-end wide receivers – and I'm not saying he could support two top-end wide receivers in the tight end. What I'm really saying is if y'all think Burrow is that dude, yeah. then we can't ignore that there's a chance Hayden Hurst can benefit from there. Yeah. You know, and, you know, again, he's somebody you can take super-duper super late. Uh, he, he's an option. I do also like Gerald Everett a lot, you know, talent-wise. You know, he, he has a skill set to run the ball. You know, he's actually had carries in the past. Um, he he was a high draft pick. I think he was a second round pick for the for the um, right. the Rams. Yeah. Um, and we're attaching ourselves to to Herbert. You know, these are guys that you can get super duper late. At the end of the season, it wouldn't be surprised to me if they had this monster season. That you know, again, it's really about opportunity and and who they're attached to. Burrow and Herbert. You know, definitely I can see them kind of supporting a, a very yeah. high inside end. Yeah. For me, I mean, I think, you know, kind of going back to the process of, like, how you ended up going, getting on Logan Thomas mm-hmm. and then what eventually got me on him as well, uh, got me to kind of, like, you know, see where you were coming from. I think you had to kind of, like, define, like, how we got there or, like, discuss kind of how we got there. we talked about last year, right? Yeah. And so I think, you know, well, some of the guys I think you discussed are, like, good late-end targets for, like, tight end premium – I think the likelihood of them, you know, being Logan Thomas is very low because mm-hmm. of like the you know the uh, target competition ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking for like that, like you know, the guy who can actually be like the Logan Thomas or the Dalton Schultz, to me it has to be a guy who can like really somehow command targets. And I think it's going to be a situation that we just like, you know, in the end of the year, like and be like, man, you know, didn't see that coming. You know, it's right. usually those types of situations, right? Right. Uh, either a the offense you know, strongly incorporates the tight end or, or B like the tight end is like the more talented, the more talented of the receiving groups, you know, and then, yeah, experience comes into that too as well. So so who are you seeing? So, you know, kind of starting from the bottom and working my way up. uh, I'm really starting to come around to Njoku. Um, Okay. Yeah. I'm really starting to come, you know, and we haven't seen anything as far as like what he's capable of. We Mm -hmm. know he's an athletic freak. Okay. Like, we know that for a fact. But if we look at this Browns team. I like, like, that. I like that. Yeah. Pick actually. Who, who, what tight end is, like, better set up for a breakout? You already just – you just bashed and became Amari. the Amari Cooper hater. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, is Amari Cooper is not this, like, elite tight end, you know, wide receiver one who's just going to demand 160, 170 targets, right? Right, right, right. So, okay, we have that. And we have a rookie – Wide receivers, as excited as we want to get about, you know, rookies. He's still a rookie wide receiver. And then we have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's really, number one, has just been a deep threat, has not Mm. really shown much. Right. But then, bringing the fact that 
they just re-signed Njoku. They gave him a very top five money, very significant contract. Top five tight end money. You lose, you lose Austin Hooper. Yeah, and he's this tight end that can like do it all. Right. So he can be on the field basically as an every down player, and they essentially paid him as such. Yeah, they. I mean, they have to use him because they paid him honestly. What is stopping Stefanski from saying, you know what, let's you know. Let's get him involved in the offense. Yeah. You know, and if it's schemed that way where he's the first or second read and we see and hear that, you know, and, you know, to me, Brissett is the guy that's going to be looking at someone like say, that. Say it, in, in, say in it Chris. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> yeah. To me, he's the type of quarterback, you know, when you're in the red zone, he's going to be looking to a player like that, yeah, yeah. you know. So, you know, that, okay, okay, okay let's the guy think. that can break out. So, that's one. What, was Brissett with the Dolphins last year? Yeah. yeah. Was no, that no, when Gasecki was, was having Dolphins, that little yeah. streak where he was doing real well? You know, I got to go back. I don't know about real that. well. Yeah. Because yeah. if that's the case, yeah. Yeah. no, there was a little streak where Gasecki was like well, being a top was, 12 yeah. tight end. And I want to say he was I want to say he was uh, getting Waddle involved quite a bit. But the, the offense yeah, both of wasn't that good. Yeah, we gotta, I got to go back and look at that film. No, I'm just, that, that'll just strengthen your case yeah. a lot, actually. I'm going to go look at that. So Njoku is one, and he goes late. I like Njoku. Like, I really like that The next. For, the next for me is Cole Komet for a lot of the same reasons. He's going high, though. He's going, like, top 12. Yeah, but this right? is a make it, but break it this year is like, for him. But this is, like, 11th, 12th round. So you can draft Is it 11, 12? Yeah, he's going, like, mm-hmm. in the FFPC tight end premium. So you can draft your, you know, all your starters, mm-hmm. get a quarterback, get more depth, okay. and then roll. And I'm, like, I'm very comfortable rolling with him all as right, my, like, yeah. you know, uh, tight end one. I think Theo so, from the – Go yeah, I think Theo. Like Theo, too. yeah, shout out to Theo. I think I think he's definitely Chris, someone who's, right who's been on. No, 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 I'm just looking at a prior draft. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm like, dang, <laughs> no. we're really in disarray on the chairs. So yeah, so again, Jimmy Graham's no longer with the team. Allen Robinson's gone. Not that he was. Wait, wait, wait. Are you sure Jimmy Graham is no longer with the team? I mean, you keep asking me these questions. I'm, you I'm just saying, <laughs> guessing myself. Check, check, Chris. Just reset. Check. Keep I'm, talking. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure Jimmy Graham's no longer with the team. Okay. Uh, he was a rookie last year, correct? Yeah. No, no, no. It was the second year. Look up if he was the first or second year player. By <laughs> <laughs> the way. No, he was the second year last year. Second, second year last year. So he saw a significant amount of targets last year, but just didn't score touchdowns. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to say Scarlett, you know, saw like 100 targets. And I was watching the game film, and the offense was just like not very creative. But I saw enough to where uh, in a schemed offense that like, you know, where the tight end is like, you know, can be the first, second read option. Yeah. He's someone that has the potential. Again, we don't know what yeah. this offense is going to be, so that's why I, you have to kind of keep that, you know, in you mind. In mind yeah. So, and again, you look at the other targets. There's no one really there that like you see that's going to say oh, this guy's like going to command. Right. Like who's going to be there? You know, there. You know, who's going to be behind Darnell Mooney as far as leading them in targets? Yeah. You know, so like that option again. He's someone who can play like who can be on the field. You know, almost for the entire game, and then. Really, the guy that I'm going after the most is Zach Ertz for the most part. So, like, I love. He's him. not late either, though. He's like he's not late, but he's early here. Yeah. yeah, but that, I mean, ideally, like that, like when when I can't get Zach Ertz, then I go, then I go, to go the other guy. Yeah, All right, so uh, Jimmy Graham is no longer with uh, Chicago, okay, and uh, Komet was drafted in 2020, second round. Yeah, that's his third year this year. So it's going to be um, his third year. You keep saying about let's not. I don't want it to disrespect. Your, first of all, the guy you used to like, Vilas Jones for the Bears. I still like him. Yeah. Uh, Byron Pringle's there as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know who else they got. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, the situation is unknown right now. Yeah, I agree. You know, so we can talk about, okay, you know, Byron Pringle is, you know, 
looked pretty good. He's got a nice athletic profile. He could like right. potentially be the, but we don't know. Right, right, and he's right. not been that guy in the past yeah. that's done it. You know, Vilas Jones. I like the idea of Vilas Jones. You know, I like the idea. In my mind, when I'm thinking about the NFL, I'm thinking, okay, like what could we see this new in 2022? You know, yeah. we didn't see the we didn't know what the Debo role was last year. That was yeah. something that wasn't around. Okay, but we saw that last year. Yeah, you know, so what is you know as a team that doesn't have like a lot of offensive weapons, they got to try to incorporate some gimmick. This is a guy that is a returner. You know, he saw carries out of the backfield, and he's been a receiver. So a guy that you can kind of move around. He's an older guy. Who are you talking about? Vilas Jones. Okay. Talking about why, you know, why I like him. But still, in the end, like, again, he's not someone that you automatically think in your mind is going to command targets. That's why yeah. I like Komet as a potential. No, no, I, I'm no I mean, I, I like yeah. Komet. I, I'm okay with I'm okay because with Because otherwise, you know, I think what you have to do is separate this year's Logan Thomas versus value tight ends. Mm-hmm. Because to me, they're all the same. Right. What I want is that guy that really could break out. Yeah, yeah Because otherwise, yeah. I don't care, which is why yeah. I don't like drafting a lot of tight ends. Yeah. So I'm going to take a dart at this guy, but I'm not going to be worried about let me get two or three tight ends because all these guys are mediocre, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, full disclosure, I haven't really sat down and really just did my deep dive in my tight ends. So I haven't, obviously, I haven't announced in the group chat. No, who still my, in the lab. Yeah. <laughs> one, day, one day I'm going to come out and say <laughs> it's this guy. And it might be nah, the joker. He actually did this pretty good convincing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's going to do about 10, 15 drafts. And then he's going to say, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I've been drafting such and such a lot. <laughs> I'm like, you could have thought of that a month ago. <laughs> Man. So let, let's we'll talk see. about some sneaky, sneaky running back backfields that are ambiguous. Let's talk about the Rams for a second. I think people are drafting Cam Akers relatively the early. The Rams backfield is ambiguous? I mean, for a guy who tore his, uh, his Achilles and only came back in the playoffs, are we sure that Cam Akers is Cam Akers say he's 100% back. Right, right. But Chris ain't convinced. <laughs> Chris ain't I'm not convinced. necessarily convinced that, that Darrell or Daryl Henderson won't get his fair share of carries in that backfield. Yeah. What do you guys think about the Rams' backfield? Let's also talk about the Jags as well with uh, ETN. I know James Robinson is still banged up. We've we've talked up Snoop a bit. Let's yeah. talk about some sneaky um, you know, uh, backfields. I mean, sometimes it's just okay to say I don't know, right? Because right. I literally do not know. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the Rams' backfield, I do not know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if Cam Akers is a hundred percent. I don't know if he's going to look as good as he did his rookie year. Dude had an Achilles. Like I don't know. Like the numbers are against him. We can say everything that we you know we can bring up the fact that he's young and that like you know okay most of the guys that tore their Achilles were older and already out of the league and had X amount of carries, but we still don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Last time I saw him, he did not look good. Okay, I'm also kind of a little concerned about that offensive line. I'm literally concerned about that offense and that team in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we're assuming that it's going to be some high power team, and I have a lot of respect for McShay and everything, but I'm really concerned about this offense. Yeah. You know, I don't like bringing up things like the Super Bowl hangover, but you got that. Uh, we don't know what work's going to return. The offensive line didn't look all that great. Stafford had issues last year. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, it's the second season. Maybe he's a little bit more comfortable, but the dude's already getting injection in his shoulders. Okay, <laughs> he's not been the most healthiest quarterback throughout his <laughs> period of time. You lost OBJ and Robert Woods, and I already told y'all I'm not a believer in Allen Robinson based off of the film that I saw last year. Uh, so this team just kind of has me in a eh. So if it's if, if it's not a high powered passing offense that can allow the running backs to get you know ample run in the red zone and at the goal line uh, or that can kind of open up lanes, it has me kind of worried. So mm. already, like, this team is, is, is one that I kind of worry about. But then when it comes to acres, like, I want to have some shares, but I want to have, like, late shares. Like, 
I think right now we're seeing him going to the fourth. So like I said, okay, mid fourth, yeah. If I draft him, I'm like clicking the button begrudgingly because that means I'm passing on guys like anywhere from like Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore. Uh, you know, and it, it, it doesn't feel good. But is like him finishing as like a top ten back in the realm of possibilities? Yeah, it is. So I have very little acres right now, and to kind of play off of that, Daryl Henderson is someone that I'm targeting fairly late. And that mm. rookie already broke his foot. <laughs> so, yeah. like, he's already missing minicamp, likely miss training camp, going to be coming in slower. So, really, it's just Akers and Henderson. And it just takes – you know, this kind of goes to a larger discussion. I view these running backs as, like, guys that are going to get hurt. Yeah. Any running back that I draft yeah. or I see some other team draft, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking – that running back is going to be hurt at some point during the season, okay? Mm-hmm. Which means his backup is going to have starting value, which is why I love drafting these backups, okay? You know, because at some point, you know, and ideally it's, you know, when it's, you know, helpful for you, that player is going to be someone that you can, you know, put in your lineup. So with, you know, that backfield right now, to me it's really just Akers and Henderson. and There's nobody else. So that's nice that you have that clarity. And Akers, again, you know, Hasn't been able to stay healthy, nor has the real Henderson, but yeah. you're kind of hopeful that maybe one or two of those guys nor can provide the you some weight. Kyron Williams. Yeah, exactly. Everybody so, just hurt. But, yeah, long way of saying, like, you know, I don't know. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of draft capital on, on, on a situation I don't feel comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. Rams, for me, I mean, he actually spoke on everything, my sentiments exactly. Uh, I don't have any acres at the moment. Um I'm just scared of the injury. I mean, yeah. and I'm just being a, a sissy about it, honestly, because it's been you know a, a year now, you yeah. know, and from all reports, it seems like he's healthy. He you know running with no setbacks or anything like that. So I shouldn't be that way. But I'm just, I've been burnt by injuries just so much, you know. And you know, historically, they've always said Achilles for running backs is almost like a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, now, even if, even if it ain't a death sentence for Acres, my mind won't let me ignore the the possibility that he lost some burst. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the big things that helped Acres out. You know, in his when he's a prospect coming out of college, you know, he had this burst, bad offensive line, and still was able to kind of do all the things he was able to do. If that's gone, you know, how does it affect his game? How do the Rams trust him? Yeah. yeah. Um, they still have Henderson there who they want to use, you know, who, you know, they use the, I'm not saying a super high pick, but they use fairly good draft capital who's shown he can, you know, do something out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I definitely target Henderson out of the two. Yeah. Uh, but I don't feel great about Henderson. Yeah. I don't feel great about me not liking Akers that much, you know, yeah. because I wouldn't be surprised if Akers goes off this year. Yeah. You know, but. How do you a, feel about ETN, though? Well, do you see him in, like, that same situation? Listen, banged up last year, missed the whole season. I mean. I kind of do. But but I'm not as concerned. It was mm-hmm. a foot injury, which sometimes can be really List devastating, Frank. especially this yeah. yeah, for a running back. And I guess I probably should be, but I'm just not there. But still, at the same time, I don't have much ETN. He's going real high right now. Like, he's yeah. been gassed up. And I know a lot of sharp players have kind of been on him lately. I, I, my thing with ETN is – his role might not be what everybody expects it to be. Yep. Everybody wants to to convince themselves that he's going to be the running back one. Yeah. We might actually come out when they first play the game, he might be the guy in the backfield. Mm. But 
especially with I don't know if y'all have seen the news this recently as far as you know the Jaguars hoping James Robinson comes back and when he does come back can be in every down. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. stuff like there. It's almost like. They're basically blatantly saying, yeah, we ETN's back and he's healthy. Yeah. But if we got James Robinson, Robinson is having that role. Yeah. You know? So if you're telling me that, and another thing, and I, I put this comment in the group chat uh, a while back. Every time people post highlights of ETN on Twitter, mm-hmm. they're always like him running routes, catching the ball highlights. And I don't yeah. like that. You know, every, every single <laughs> I don't highlight. Like, like, we're talking about a running back. They said he almost exclusively lined up as a wide receiver. Yeah, we're talking about a like, running back who all his highlights are him catching. Because passes. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I do not care. I watched. I watched ETN highlights. Is he fast? Yes. Is he electric? Yes. Number one, I was not a fan of him as a running back. Yeah. But two, he's not better than any of the six wide receivers on that depth chart. You about the Jaguars? Yeah, the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's he's not. I mean, I don't so, know. Like, you're not, I, don't, I understand, like, putting him out there for mismatches and you know, maybe you have to start off in the backfield, like, line him up. That, that I get. But, like, the idea that he's just going to be, like, the uh, slot receiver on, you know, a couple. Like, no, no, I, I mean, I don't I, – I guess the point I'm trying to make is I don't know if he's really going to have that running back, you know, grinder, goal line back, you mm-hmm. know, between the tackles, yeah. you know, train out those yards, get a lot of carries type role. Yeah. And, you know, the people that are drafting, they might be cool with that. Yeah. They might be fine with him just having that receiving role, yeah. third down back role. Um, and obviously they're going to give him carries, yeah. but I can see, you know, so right now, look, right now he's going in the third round. I think that's where he's going to live. Okay. I think he might go. There's a chance, yeah. man. He might go to second. I, to me, it's Truth. too much. It's too rich. Of course. It's too rich yeah. I think the third is too much. Yeah. yeah. It's way too much for me. It's a couple different things. I would not be shocked or surprised whatsoever that they brought in another running back. And then that's like a bomb. And then you'll have the people say, oh, ignore that. Don't worry mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. But if they're bringing another running back, that means, that means something. Yeah. And the reason that I bring that up is because this is Doug Peterson. We've mm-hmm. seen him do it before. Mm-hmm. seen him bring in multiple backs, use multiple backs. Mm-hmm. We've seen him trade for backs. Remember the J.J.I. thing? You know? mm-hmm. So, like, this is a guy that likes using multiple Jordan backs. Jordan Howard. Yeah, exactly. He likes to have his sort of kind of pass-catching back. He likes to have his in-between-the-tackles back, his, like, workhorse back, his grinder back. So that is something that, like, is always in the back of my mind. And the other thing, too, is, like, this is another, another offense, like, I was not a huge Trevor Lawrence fan last year. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, coming out of college. Like, I, I, di- I didn't see – people were talking about him as if, like, it was like, you know, uh, as if he was, like, the next Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was coming out or the Andrew Luck. And I just, like, never saw it, you know. Uh, so, I, I'm still worried about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, will he be better? I mean, he can only get better, you know. He's, like, one of the worst coaches yeah, he, in he NFL history. He can get worse. He can get worse. But uh, – so the offense is not one that I'm like, you know, clamoring to to, to get, get uh, but you get attached to. So ETN, I think, you know, I'll be like, in my mind, I'm okay missing out because I don't see him as being yeah, like in I an offense where it, like, man. you know, like I feel like I'll be, you know, hurt yeah. by like passing on him. I will say though, like as the weeks have gone by, before when I was looking at this third round, like, oh, I'm happy to get any of these guys. Now I'm coming to the realization that, like, there's a lot more peaks and valleys potentially in the third round. It's looking like the third round of years past. I guess I'm getting a little bit more clarity. I can see downside with a lot of these players in the third round. There are a few guys in the third round where I'm like, man, I'm so glad I got to have him. Like the days where we used to get Aaron Jones in the third round, literally that's why I kept drafting so much. Man, how many times can I get Aaron Jones in the third round? Because, like, how like how good does that feel to have that as your third-round pick, you know, mm-hmm. versus some other guys, which is still, like, I'm happy to have, but, like, 
uh, now that I kind of just you know you know you know look a little bit more in depth into the situation, yeah, it's not as like great as I as I thought it once was. So, but going back to the, to the Jags backfield though, as far as James Robinson, I, I'm I'm not convinced he's gonna come back for the start of the season. Yeah, I'm not convinced he's gonna come back in the middle of the season. I'm not convinced he's gonna come back. You know he. I don't know exactly when he hurt his Achilles, but he hurt it, I want to say, past midway past the season. I don't know if it was at the end of the season or if it was close to the mid part of the season, but it, was, it wasn't early. Yeah. So, they said they expect him to come back during training. Yeah, camp. but you, remember we talked about this last yeah. year. Yeah. Injury reports for me is like nothing. Is he hurt right now? Yeah. <laughs> is he hurt? Yeah. Okay, well, then he's hurt. <laughs> yes that's, or no, binary. <laughs> exactly, that's it. He's hurt. Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll come back when he comes back. Yeah. Um, so, uh, on top of that, Y'all know me. And I have these little things about me, these little quirks where I just can't shake it. Yeah. It just locks into me. And when a team for me trades up in a draft to, to pick a player, I, I, I like value that so much. Yeah. Like, that's like them literally giving me the cheat code right there. Like, hey, this is the guy. Yeah. And the Jaguars traded up to pick, pick up uh, Snoop Connor. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't know much about Snoop Connor before the draft. I watched some of his highlights in college. He, he – Almost to some extent a bruiser, not a yeah. big big back, but you yeah. know he doesn't care as far as getting dirty. He's got juice though. Uh, he got a little juice. He's got juice. Um, and then we've seen recently he's able to catch the ball. Yeah. You know, so what do we always say? It doesn't matter what we think; it matters what the coaches think. Yeah. If the coaches really like this guy and they put him out there, yeah. and they decide to give him the carries, remember James Robinson this time two years ago was not a thing. Yeah. We, I don't even think we heard of James Robinson no, this time no, two years ago. No, no, not at all. You know, not at all. Not at you all. You know, so. Yeah. So none of this stuff will surprise me if it plays out a certain way. And say that again, though. Like, you know, remember, you know, people always bring up, like, who's this year's James Robinson? And then most of us say, man, that's like a one-in-a-lifetime type deal. Yeah. yeah. And it's not so much like who's this year's James Robinson. It's more so like why were we not on James Robinson before? Yeah. So, like, when I look at a situation like this again, like, and if you're someone who believes in ETN's talent, you believe he can kind of run in between the tackles, like, by all means, like, you know, that's probably a situation that you should be attacking, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, you should be drafting him in the third round. Yeah, you, should yeah. be, you should get as much shares as you can. That's kind of how I felt about DeAndre Swift, maybe for different reasons, but that's why I was attacking him so much, so much last year. So, but if you don't feel that way, then you really need to be looking at the alternative options. And I'm yeah. in 100% agreement with you because uh, I have zero shares of James Robinson. But, yeah, I've been, like, trying to scoop up some Snoop. I still yeah. think they're going to bring someone else in. But when I watch the tape, as far as, like, as far as what I see on, like, a, you know, can translate to an NFL level from a running standpoint. Mm-hmm. To me, Snoop seems like the, you know, the the first and second down back, mm-hmm. potentially the goal line back. Yeah. You know, yeah. how valuable that is in this offense, I don't know. Right. But it's going to hold some value, especially right. if he's going undrafted, right. in, you know, in these 20-man uh, right. and, 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 and just to put it out there, I, I've been a big fan of ETN. Even when he was in college, I was mm-hmm. a big fan. I still am a big fan of ETN as far as a talent standpoint, it's the role I'm not quite sure about at the moment, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, like, I'm just saying, every highlight, I have not seen him once lined up as a tailback in the backfield, yeah. taking a handoff, hand or even, like, running a route out the backfield. It's like everything I'm seeing is him lined up, yeah. running a route. Yeah. I mean, he's doing yeah. great. And the coaching staff basically said, look, we're trying – and, again, he's coming off an injury, so who, who knows? That's like, another thing. Like, we, don't, we don't know what they were trying to plan on doing. Maybe they didn't want him taking the hand off. Maybe that's, like, not part of their install. We right. don't we – don't, you know, it's minicamp. So, yeah. but, we need to talk to Carlos. Should we totally depend, trust that, that foot injury now? I always think about this. I'm like, this, he was young. 
It was dur- it happened during practice in the offseason. No, no, it happened. It happened in the preseason game. I actually saw it live. Oh, it did. Yeah, it it did. Happened, I want to say it was. But a, he's young. It was the like, second or third preseason that's like game. Like a midfoot, fra- like list frame. I mean, I don't know. Yes. I'm, I'm asking. That seems serious, man. A list. He's he's a running back that yeah. hurt his foot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we should definitely you know, uh, ask Carlos. Maybe about. I, definitely, about that. I definitely feel like a, there's been enough uh, talk about or concern about you know him you know not being as effective you know or being 100 percent b- mm-hmm. back that first year. Yeah, you know, and I don't really want to get into the whole getting a guy uh, one year too early. Like yeah, I'd rather yeah. get him one year too late. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. in this situation where they're young. Yeah, let me see when you got it, and then I'll jump on. But I don't want to be left holding the bag later. Like damn, it. like I. I hate the, the 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 feeling of when everything's all said and done, mm-hmm. being like, damn, I should have known better. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I should have saw this. Like, I hate that. Right. It's like, damn, it's like I was being stupid or I was ignoring things that were blatant yeah. in front of my face. Yeah. You know, and he, he might be fine, but at the same time, if he, like, ends up being hurt or every week in practice, you know, he's questionable the first Monday and Tuesday and then maybe get a full practice on Wednesday, I'm going to be yeah. mad at myself. Like, yeah. Damn. yeah. Just a new regime. I mean, it's a new yeah. regime. Yeah. Like, they don't owe him anything. They don't owe him nothing. Yeah. They don't yeah. owe him anything. All right, guys. We're running over a little bit. I think that's the end of the show. Okay. Yeah, we uh, to, we, you got the three topics, man. No, like, Willie missed one. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, we'll carry that one. It's a Mac we Jones topic. One. We'll do We'll do it next week. Trust me. <laughs> they're, not holding up, they're not holding up for our Mac Jones topic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all that we have this week, guys. Please like, rate, subscribe.